it, it really is our story, and so um, it's, been, it's been a fun journey writing over the last two years, and I uh, hope it blesses you guys and takes us to new levels. Um, it's just been so, I'm so gutted we can't have every student share what God has done this year. We had a brief, we had like half an hour on Tuesday night where different ones of them stood up and shared like 30 seconds, one minute of what God had done. It is absolutely amazing. God is faithful. God is faithful. When we, when we first decided to, to shift to an evening school, um, just about over a year ago now, our concern was, God, how, how are we going to do everything you want us to do and see the change that you want to do in people in half, less than half the time? Because we used to do it a day and a half a week. And God very clearly said to us, I don't need lots of time. He said, I don't need lots of time. And honestly, the stories on Tuesday are exactly the same as the stories that have come from the last five years when we've had a day and a half a week. God is faithful. And he's interchanging lives and... Uh, just want to honor the team and the students, many of whom have driven over three hours, some of whom have driven over three hours to come to us every evening on, on a week, week evening. It's just mad. They get back at one in the morning and then they get up with kids. I mean, phenomenal, but they have been radically transformed by Jesus. So it's so fun to be celebrating. It's good to celebrate. And uh, I, I'm excited about this morning. Um, students, just to say, we, I might get you to share some words of knowledge at the end of my preach. So just be asking God what he wants to do. We'll see what time we've got available at the end. Um, but um, one of the things we're really passionate about on TSM and here as a church family is seeing God's kingdom break in. And uh, one of the aspects of, of, of the kingdom breaking in is healing. And as I was praying about what to speak about this morning, I felt God said he wanted me to focus in on the topic of healing. And it's interesting, when we first started out on our journey of seeing God's kingdom break in, way back when we were meeting in a school hall, the thing that we went after time and time again was healing. We would have a slot at the end of the service where we would bring words of knowledge every week, and we would pray for the sick every week. And when we first started, we didn't see a thing. And we just prayed, and, and it, nothing happened. But as we kept going after it and kept being faithful and obedient and intentional, bit by bit, God began to break in and bring healing. And I remember... Some incredible breakthroughs. I just listened back recently through our stories on our internet. You should do it on our website. It's phenomenal. I remember the time when a guy called Mark ran in during our worship time and interrupted the worship because God had healed him from a debilitating back condition that caused him to be in so much pain that sometimes it would lock up and he couldn't move. And we would pray for him every week for seven weeks. The same person had gone and found him every week and said, let me pray for you again. Let me pray for you again. And on this particular week, on week eight, he was in the car park because he'd, he was in so much pain and he couldn't move. And this guy went and found him again and prayed for him. And immediately God broke in and healed him. And he ran in. I've just been healed. I've just been healed. It's amazing. And we have seen God do incredible stuff in the whole area of bringing breakthrough from sickness. And I, I don't know about you. I have felt like as God has been speaking to me about this, that I have become personally more tolerant to sickness in this last little while than I ever have been. I have been tolerating sickness in a way that I never used to through things like not praying when I have the opportunity or being a little bit indifferent about it. And actually the truth is what you tolerate will dominate. And uh, uh, the, the word that Phil brought recently about us being in a, a season in terms of a prison season like Joseph in the prison, one of the things he said was, it's a season of focus. And going back to doing the things that you did at first, 
One of those things, I believe, is healing, praying for the sick and going after healing. And I found it a bit interesting, again, when Phil spoke a couple of weeks ago, he talked about the fact that we're in a struggle. And he talked about all the stuff that's going on just for the leadership team as, as an example of what's going on in our wider church family. I don't know if you clocked how much of it was to do with sickness, but a lot of it is. And I've just been thinking, actually, the very thing that we used to see the most breakthrough in, it seems like the enemy is trying to get in to try and use that a bit against us at the moment. And I don't know about you, but I'm not happy about it. I'm not happy about it. And I feel like there is a fresh opportunity for a fresh sense of faith and sticking a stake in the ground this morning for us as a church family to say, we're going to go after this again. And not only see the kingdom come with joy, peace, um, justice, freedom, uh, salvation, all that amazing stuff, also to really be intentional about pressing in for healing again. So you guys ready? So I just want to share a few things that I feel like God's been stirring in me recently, and then we're going to pray, see what God wants to do. So the first thing I believe that we need to um, realize or or grow in or, or step into in this season is we've got to focus on who God is. We've got to focus on who God is. I read a great quote recently that said, um, healing is only difficult when you think it's about you. Healing is only difficult when you think it's about you. And obviously it's true, we have to co-labor with God. We have to make a choice to pray for somebody. But the truth is, unless God does something, you and I can't heal a thing. We can't change a hurty finger that is four out of four out of ten. We can't do anything unless God breaks in. And what I've been realizing recently is that when I come to pray for someone who needs breakthrough, uh, particularly in terms of sickness, I'm way too often focusing on me and what resources I have or what I've seen or not seen rather than focusing on God and his resources. And a guy called Chris Gore has written a great book, I forget the name of it, but this is something he says in it that I read recently. He says this, I can't afford, he sees many miracles, by the way, all over the world. I can't afford to look inward when I have a situation in front of me that needs God's divine healing touch. I have found from my experience that when I look inward to see if I have enough faith, I have simply taken my eyes off the answer and placed them on myself. And when I look inward to determine if I have enough faith, I always, to te- I always tend to come up, come up short of faith for the miracle that is needed. I feel like th- this guy has learned what it, what it means to keep his eyes fixed on God, who is the answer. And I feel like for all of us, there is a fresh journey for us to go on, on in terms of fixing our eyes on who God is and the resources that he has. And here's some truth for us, and we may well know this and have heard this before, but let it go deeper into your spirit. Here's some truth. The first compound name that God uses for himself in scripture is Jehovah Rapha, which means I'm the Lord who heals you. It's a name that God calls himself, and God cannot lie. So when God says something about himself, it is true. And God says about himself, I am healer. In the very core and fabric of who God is, he is healer. It's what he loves to do, is to heal. And you can see that demonstrated through the life of Jesus. You know, if you want to know what God's heart is about healing, you just need to look at Jesus' life through the Gospels. He's healing people everywhere. Everywhere he goes, people get healed. Let me just give you a few examples. Uh, In Matthew 4, right at the beginning of Jesus' ministry, 
it says that he went about healing all who are oppressed by the devil, healing every disease and affliction. And if you just skim read some of the titles of some of the bits in Matthew, if you lead on from that point, uh, it's Jesus cleanses a leper. In this instance, the leper comes to him and says, if you are willing, you can make me clean. So the question for the leper wasn't, can he do it? His question was, do you want to? And Jesus was like, yes, I do. Be clean. Some of the other headings, Jesus heals many. Jesus heals a paralytic. Jesus heals two blind men. Jesus heals a man unable to speak. And so it goes on. It's everywhere. In one instance, a lady comes to him who's got an issue of blood, and she just simply touches the hem of his garment, and she's instantly healed. Healing just oozed out of Jesus. It just oozed out of him, so much so that someone just touched something he was wearing, and they were healed. And then you see in Matthew 10, Jesus calling his disciples to himself and effectively saying, right, guys, now is, is your turn. You go and do the stuff you've seen me doing. And he gives them authority over every disease and affliction, and he sends them out to go and do the same stuff. And they then see breakthrough wherever they go. And I feel like, guys, this is not about us trying harder to see people healed in our church or on the streets. It's about looking up more. It's about looking up more to who our Father is, what he's like, the things that he loves to do, what he has in the very fabric of his nature, which is to want to break in and bring breakthrough in terms of healing for people. It's about looking up more. It's about stepping into our identity as children of the king and doing the stuff that he's anointed us to do. So we've got to know who God is. We've got to focus on the truth about who God is. Secondly, I feel like this is a key one for us. We've got to guard against over-familiarity. We've got to guard against over-familiarity. Now, we hear stories every week at King's Arms, pretty much, of God breaking in and his kingdom advancing, both in terms of people's lives in the church, but also out in our workplaces, in different nations. Every week, we hear stories of breakthrough. And actually, it's, in many ways, it's what we're known for. When people think about the King's Arms, they think, oh, that's the place where people get healed and God's kingdom breaks in. They're doing stuff on the streets, and it's brilliant to be known for that stuff. But the danger for us as we sit in this culture week in, week out, is that we can quickly become over-familiar with what God is doing. And we can hear a story, and rather than letting it impact our hearts and causing us to be hugely celebratory for God's goodness again, it can wash over us. It can kind of just pass by our ears, tickle our ears, and not really impact our hearts because we've heard it so many times before. And if, if left unchecked, over-familiarity will become indifference. When we don't really mind if someone gets healed or not. Over-familiarity left unchecked will become indifference. And I remember, for me, God challenged me about this, or he often challenges me about this, because you've got to keep stirring yourself on this thing. But I remember back in the day, for us as a church, seeing backs healed was easy. I, I, I tell you what, we, every week, I mean, I looked through the website, a back healed, a back healed, back condition healed, back condition healed, and I was like, oh gosh, I've got another back story. It's a bit boring, isn't it? And I remember, I remember one time, 
uh, walking past somebody in, a, in the foyer at Dame Alice in the school hall, putting my hand on her back to say hello, I don't know, just on her shoulder, as I was going to the bathroom, and she said, um, oh gosh, your hand's really hot. And I made a throwaway comment about, wow, it's probably because I'm called to heal the sick. And she said, my back's really sore. Grabbed my hand, stuck it on her back. I said, be healed in the name of Jesus. She was instantly healed. Just like that. Now, the challenge for me has been, I very quickly got to a point of thinking, I'm done with backs. If I, I don't want to hear another backstory. I want to go on to something more impressive. I don't know if you can relate to me. But that's the journey I went on. I don't want another back healed. I want to see something more impressive healed. We've done backs. I tell you, I've had to learn the hard way that that over-familiarity in my heart has meant that for a while I haven't seen any backs healed. And actually the reality is that every time God breaks in, it's amazing. Every time God breaks in, it's a demonstration of his grace because none of us deserve it. None of us deserve breakthrough. Every time God breaks in, it's a demonstration of his grace and kindness and goodness. And every time God heals someone, it's one more person who's gone from being in pain every day to being pain-free. It's one more person who's been suffering week in, week out to now knowing peace and wholeness and joy and lightness. Every time God breaks in, we have to make sure we celebrate because it's amazing. An over-familiarity will stop you being able to celebrate because you won't be as bothered as you could be. Every time it's amazing. Over-familiarity will take our focus off of loving the person in front of us because in our minds what we're really thinking is I want to see something different from the headache which is what you've come to me for prayer for. It takes our attention off of loving the person in front of us. I feel like God is calling us to shake off over-familiarity. We've got to shake off over-familiarity. We've got to come like children again, with awe and wonder at what our Father is doing. You know, children can teach us loads about getting rid of over-familiarity. I've got uh, two amazing Godchildren, and I like to spend as much time with them as I can. I mean, the thing about kids is, number one, they take pleasure in the most mundane things. I remember taking Ray out on a date, and we went for a coffee, and she didn't have coffee, she's five. Um, but we sat, and then she did the toilet, and so I took her to the toilet, and she went to the loo, and then we were washing our hands, and then it was, came to her time to dry them under the dryer, and I was just stood there thinking, come on quickly, let's get back to the table. And he, she kind of put her hands up, and it went on, and she smiled at me, and she took her hands down, and then she put them up again. She smiled at me. I thought, you're, you're, you're finding this a game. It's a hand dryer. I mean, what is so exciting about a hand dryer? I mean, kids find joy and excitement in the most boring things. But they also uh, find it exciting to see the same things over and over and over and over and over. So my godson, Daniel, when it comes to diggers... I mean, gosh, every digger he sees is like the first time he's ever seen one. And we went for a walk recently, and we saw diggers working somewhere. We had to go over to see the diggers and just stand there looking at the diggers. Just looking at the diggers. And I was like, are we moving on now? No, that's a digger. That was a digger. Tell me all about it. It's a digger. 
Every, I mean, every time he sees a digger, it's like the first time he's seen it. I think for us, every time we see God break in with a healing, we've got to make it like it's the first time we've seen it and celebrate appropriately. We've got to celebrate what God is doing. Every time God breaks in, it's amazing. I want to encourage us to shake off over familiarity and to come as children with awe and wonder at what God is doing every single time. Lastly, we've got to focus on what God is doing, not on what he hasn't yet done. I know for some of you here, me talking about healing could be challenging because many of us will have experienced disappointment along the journey of praying for something and not seeing what we want God to, wanted God to do. Or for many of you, you are suffering with sickness right now and it's just hard to be hearing this kind of stuff. And I totally understand that. I've been on my own journey in terms of sickness and the challenges of that. And it's actually, it's really important that we are honest with each other about how we're feeling. If there is disappointment in our heart, we've got to be very quick to deal with it and work it through and process it healthily because it will enable you to come back to a place of faith in the goodness of God rather than getting stuck in your pain. It's really important that we process it. But in the, as, we are, as we are processing it and it being real, we've also got to have this other line where we are training ourselves to focus on what God is doing, not on what he hasn't yet done. And the truth is that there are always things that we can be thankful for. There are always things that we can be thankful for. And if you're a Christian here this morning, no matter what circumstance you find yourself in, you can always be incredibly thankful for your salvation. I mean, that is massive, isn't it? I mean, while we're on the topic of overfamiliarity about healing, let's just say, let's never get overfamiliar about the fact that we've been saved. Oh, I mean, that's massive. That's like, that's like total transformation. So whatever circumstance we find ourselves in, it, there is always something we can be thankful for. If nothing else, thank God that he's rescued you. That changes everything. If you're not a Christian here this morning, I hope you feel really at home among us. We love having guests and people who are just working out what they believe. I want you to know God loves you. He loves you with an everlasting love, and he wants, to, he wants you to come into relationship with him. He is, he's made a way, and he loves you so, so much. But whatever circumstance we're going in, there is always stuff we can be thankful for. I mean, you can be thankful that you woke up this morning. You can be thankful for the breath you're breathing right now, which is a gift of grace for you. But it's a discipline that we need to train our minds in. As we process the pain and disappointment on one level, equally, at the same time, let's focus in on what God is doing, not on what he hasn't yet done. The truth is, God is doing amazing things in our church family. I mean, a few weeks ago, you might remember that the kids came in to share some words of knowledge. And two of them had this combined word of knowledge about, I think, a lady wearing a red jumper, with a cast on, I think it was her right ankle, and it was the green cast. I mean, you can't get much more specific than that. And this lady started to hobble forward from there on crutches, red jumper, cast on her right ankle that was green. I mean, it's amazing. So they prayed for her. I know this lady, and she uh, um, got in touch with me as she was waiting at the hospital to get the cast taken off. She said, I'm just sitting waiting for the cast to be taken off. Um, they're expecting that I'm going to have another month where I have to wear a black boot uh, because it was a really nasty break. She said, but I'm expecting God to have done something amazing because of what he did. 
So she then got in touch with me later on, cast has come off, uh, I've been totally discharged, I can walk straight away. It's amazing. So good. So good. So, so good. I mean, another, another thing, um, Leif, a guy called Leif who works on our, on our staff team helping out with the building, a couple of weeks ago came into work with excruciating pain in his back. Um, and uh, he told me later that he was almost vomiting through the pa- because of the pain. A few people prayed for him, and it alleviated a little bit. And the next morning, he woke up, and he, he said he kind of moved to wait for the sharp pain that he was used to. Woke up, moved around, absolutely no pain, totally healed, which is so good. So the truth is, God is doing some amazing things among us. He is doing amazing things in our church family out in the community, out on the streets. And it's really important that we focus on those things and really celebrate them at the same time as not losing our hunger for more. We mustn't lose our hunger for more. The kingdom of God is always advancing, which means we should be seeing more now than we were several years ago. And that's the pattern how it should continue to go. I think the key thing for us on this journey of pressing into God for more, I think we've got to focus on who God is, remember what he's like, what he loves to do. We've got to really intentionally rid ourselves of over-familiarity and indifference. It's not God's heart when it comes to breakthrough. And we've got to focus our eyes on what is God doing and celebrate that rather than what he hasn't yet done. And I feel excited for us. I feel like there's a new season for us in terms of stepping into the things God's got for us. So you guys, you guys up for this, up for this journey? I wonder if we can stand together.